Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off starts. Oh, what a Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Wu-Tang Clan. Clan? Just kidding. This is the Sneaker History Podcast. Favorite Wu-Tang Clan song. Go. Bravo, Pitt. Oh, crap. Dude, it put me on the spot. I literally just blanked completely. I'm like, 36 Chambers. What's on that song? Is that freaking... I have, I don't know I don't know I'm just a poor I'm a sad person. No, there's there's a lot of them. I mean, the thing is, I initially heard Robbie say Wu Tang Clan, and I was like, I'm ready for a maritime seafood based Wu Tang Clan appreciation podcast. So let's go for it. I am the I'm the fissure, and I've got the old dirty bar, uh, barrage over there, and Inspector Swab the deck. That's the best. <laughs> oh my I god. Up. Is that a <laughs> thing? Is there like a Wu Tang pirate thing, or did you just come off the top with that? That was hilarious. I think I came I came up at the top of it, but I didn't really like two out of the three, and even Inspector Swab the deck Deca kind of feels for. So I'll try to workshop some things by the end of the episode. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good, man. I was I was telling uh telling you earlier that I just got done wrapping a few episodes of Bluey with my my middle middle one as she woke up from her nap, made a t-shirt out of a cape, and uh, now she's knocking down some juice and a snack. So we're we're having good times over here. That's either a child you're talking about or a drunk friend. I don't know which one of the two. I'm it's kidding. A child. It's a child. Robbie, <laughs> sometimes they, with all due respect to all the dads out there, they often blur into the same thing. A small child is same. a drunk friend if you really want to squint. It's true. <sighs> you like to run into things. <laughs> oh, man. Well, maybe one day I'll get on your two, the level of you two. Um, my favorite Wu-Tang Clan song is Triumph. I've put some time into that before. And also, listeners, Mike isn't uneducated. I hit both of them super randomly with that. Nobody yeah, knew it was coming. So, I wasn't ready. Uh, that's I'm my dirty, sick brain. Um, <laughs> Mike, I think you are ready for some for some rocking and copping, though. Uh, what you been rocking? What you been copping? Yeah, man, I've fallen victim to the foam shoe because the homies at No Two Ways sent me a pair of their, their foams. It's like their three-in-one shoe. Uh, went to the gym, lifted, played some ball, and I switched into these when I was done. Super dope shoe like them a lot um what i want to rock two things one shoe related of course is going to be the new uh crazy eights adidas is going to be putting out in those really nice suede fall colors super super clean and then also non uh shoe related is the asus bait collaboration freaking awesome i love that whole setup they have i mean i don't need it for 1300 dollars, but i kind of want it mike you're the kind of guy well, I know if something with a bape camo drops on it, you're mildly interested at at the at the floor. You're interested, so it can only go up from there. It is really cool <laughs> yeah, though. Um, 
and and I mean, there's the there's the the Bapex, which is a, out of all of our price ranges for the most part. Like, does they do cool shit? Like, it's, it's just fun. Um, so no hate on that. I'll go next because I have um, the other one of these still on. I did a little workout. I'm uh, mixing Adidas and Reebok. Don't hate on me, but I work out in my living room. Um, Wore the X3 again. These these Bye. black ones are the workhorse. I have a great pair of Pride pair, a uh, great pair of Pride colors back there. But um, this Black Beauty right here, um, the thoroughbred Mustang in my in my workout life. I would be a much bigger man if it wasn't for the Reebok Nano X3. And <laughs> you know, when it comes to Coppin, they just did a whole bunch of like monochrome colorways of the X3. Those are all very interesting. And um, hot take that I want to use after Rowett goes into his rocking and copping. But I wouldn't hate another <laughs> pair of Wheezy Wave Runners. Uh, those oh. are retroing again. I sold off every Yeezy I owned <laughs> except for the Wave Runner because I'm unapologetic about that being one of the top 10, and I mean this, like top 10 coolest looking design colorway, practical comfort, the mixture of everything I look for in a shoe is the wave runner easy so i'm not sorry about that but i would be interested in copying a second pair what's on your calendar for copping and what you've been rocking uh so what i've been rocking the harassi 2k4 all-star game i just Ooh. put some shots up my goodness this is a great shoe uh i need to also be careful how i wear it because i don't want to scuff it too much because it is truly a beautiful shoe as for what i popped i also in the performance-based footwear world I was able to get my hand on a touch of gold Tampa Legend 10. That's probably my favorite cleat to play in as I try to navigate the world of pickup soccer. It's something that's fun. I suck at it, but my old adage as is the same as Deion Sanders, which is you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play better. And if you play better, you do better. So that's what we're doing. Thanks. And I will give you more time for your hot take, Robbie, because I mean, as much of a Kanye hater as I am, and I tend to be a pretty great A one at that, the Wave Runner shoe is quite nice. Are you looking for a particular colorway, or it doesn't matter? No, so that is the Wave Runner is that color of that shoe. Okay, fair. which, which then opens it up. Um, Adidas is just dropping a lot of Yeezy stock in August, right? And through the end of the year, pretty well documented. Just whatever is in there is dropping. Interestingly, I saw a box of it and it's just a blue adidas like blue adidas box with easy branding on it they don't have the the cool which i find frustrating um easy boxes to them um but it seems like they're rushing these out the door just to get people to to buy whatever's laying around still so i'm interested in a wave runner i don't, I don't know if i'm gonna buy it but my pair hasn't been worn they, they, since he really started running his mouth. So, like, <laughs> June of last year, the last time I wore my Wave Runners, I'm going to let him go a little bit longer before pulling him back out. But, I mean, are, are do you guys feel any kind of way about them retro? Are you going to feel any kind of way seeing somebody break out a dead stock pair they bought August 2023? What are your feelings on the Resox? I have no interest other than Wave Runners. <laughs> go ahead. No. Only thing I, I had some mild interest in was some of the 700s or 750s, like you're talking about. Uh, but I'm, it was only mild interest. Like, oh, okay, cool. Wave runners, of course, have peaked interest a little bit more, but nah, I don't I don't need them, especially because they're not gonna. 
I don't think they're even honoring the price they were dropping them down to, what, 200 or whatever. Now they're still 300 freaking dollars or whatever they are. Um, so I'm cool. I'm not mad at anybody who buys them or wears them. It's not, I mean, they're not Kanye, so I'm not, I can't be mad at them. So they like to shoot, they like to shoot. It is what it is to me. Yeah, for me, no issues with anybody that wants to cop Yeezys. It brings them happiness. Who am I to get in the way of the happiness? The one Yeezy shoe I always liked was the Thousand, I believe, which was that high top one. And I don't think they're ever going to retro that again. So I'm in a good spot right now when it comes to all things kind of Yeezys. I was with a friend, two friends, and one of them was wearing Wave Runners, and friend three was like dogging them a little bit. And friend two was like, the money's already been spent, and these shits are comfortable, and they're like, they're fine. Like, so I, I totally get that point of view. Like, and I'm in that same boat too. All of the other Yeezys, happily, I have enough boost shoes where I can just live without a 350. Like, I wasn't hurting getting rid of those. But, like, the second I saw the Wave Runner before they even dropped, like, when Kanye first announced partnership with Adidas, not first, they kind of showcased other shoes. But when that model and colorway first debuted, right, it's, it's hard to not look at it. And it's hard to not look at it and see how it inspired. I think it's dead now, but the the chunky dad shoe wave that was so prevalent for a while um in a way i think it opened the door for the tech shoe stuff to come in because really it is a technically loaded shoe that is looks good being worn everywhere and i think that ethos has kind of really exploded the past year and a half so hate the wave runner oh, yeah. love the wave yeah. runner it did it um <laughs> it did it I mean, they, they did that. And I mean, so let's keep it Adidas. Um, on In one hand, you have, I think, the the underwhelming, underwanted Adidas stuff. And then on the other hand, you have all this great non-Kobe Kobe product uh, being retroed. So we have what the, the crazy one in more colorways, like a Stormtrooper-looking one. Um, the crazy eight, which is just the Kobe, right? And the Infinity. Yeah. Um, which is the zipper joint Mike has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think all three of us have interest in borderline the shoe. Is it the shoe or is it the Kobe connection? I mean, I don't really, I guess us being who we are still associate Adidas and Kobe, but even without the, the being able to have the right story behind it, because contractually they can't, I think they're still good looking shoes. I mean, they brought them back supposedly retailer to be closer to originals which everyone's doing now so i can't blame them for trying to be better um but i just think they're interesting designs i mean this was something that caught my eye as soon as they started you know giving us images and at first it was more of like oh this is something that jerry lorenzo designed but he came out and said he didn't have anything to do with this particular one but i just like the different things that we're getting from adidas now they're really trying to push the envelope in the sense of give people things they're wanting in the basketball space and i said it once i'll say it again I think Adidas is kicking the crap out of everybody in basketball design. Now, I won't say performance, but design, aesthetically pleasing basketball shoes that I can get away with wearing on the street. I think Adidas is doing that right now, whether it be the new stuff. And you've seen like the new uh, Don issue three to come in, or is it three or whatever, or five. I don't know what number it is at this point. Four? Man, we'll figure it out. But the new line that they've, they've been, five, there we go, they've been introducing, um, I think overall has been great. And now if you bring these classes back with the great, uh, the crazy eight, the crazy one, I think they have a good base to really make some noise this coming basketball season. Yeah. Uh, echo Mike sentiment, but I will kind of zag in the sense that 
it truly does seem that the Adidas playbook is wide open, whereas I think Nike does the old Stockton and Malone tried and true. We know what brought us to the dance, so we're not going to ask anything different of the playlist. That being said, I'm always going to stand for the OG Adidas Kobe 2. I think that's, if they ever retro that, that's when you will see me reenact my fry from fam, uh, Futurama and be like, please take my money. It's an ugly shoe, but it's something that speaks to me. And it is something that even in the moment, when we go back to the start of the century, those shoes still feel futuristic now that we've also seen a 23-year head start in a sense of when they're retroing back, they don't look out of place as uh, some other offerings may do. So they have been keen enough to kind of see where the direction was going from a design perspective, and they've been able to capitalize it. So the retro doesn't necessarily feel like a retro in my mind. Rowan, that's a fantastic point because um, when the original, let's just use Kobe 1 and Kobe 2, the, the tanks, right? Um, when those first dropped, um, lambasted, I mean, like, they're out there. They're fucking weird shoes. But fast forward 20 years, they fit in, and they're not so weird looking now. And that's the, you know, hallmark of great design. Um, you know, I, Mike, I love the Infinity. I love the way you took some photos of them. They look great on people. I, man, mm -hmm. I just don't. I've said this a couple times. I don't fuck with shrouds that much. Like I just, I don't want a zipper <laughs> shoe. Like of all the irises, the answer four is like my least favorite, just because like, what am I going to do with the zipper? Shroud. I'm not, I'm not looking for speed. I'm yeah. not looking for you know, uh, lateral <laughs> stability, which is what those design cues were made for. But then you have really interesting colorways of like the crazy eight and kind of like a a Mon Chumfort New York Knicks hue. Right, like uh, orange blue, um, very yeah, interesting. Orange blue. Uh, you know the Kobe one or the crazy one, whatever you want to call it. Um, I have the silver pair, and I to kind of go back to what I just said. When I first saw that shoe when I was a kid, I was like, I'm never wearing that. It's ugly. But as a grown man, putting them on and letting them form to my foot, those shoes are incredibly comfortable. Row it is that Kobe two in your hand incredibly comfortable too? Like they're great feeling shoes. Mm -hmm. yeah, I it's exactly, uh, exactly that. And I think they had the foresight to say, you know what, there does need to be a certain aesthetic that needs to be met or measured. But then at the same time, comfort is king. And these truly are comfortable. Yeah, you may have to kind of deal with a couple of glances if you wear them out and about. But I do think people recognize the fast forwarding nature of them. I mean, even something as simple as the campaign that went with these. Wasn't that the Kobe commercial where he was doing all those outlandish dunks where he did the first 720 before we even thought that was physically possible? So it's been a hallmark of that sneaker line. The question I have to both of you is this. Could you see anybody in Adidas's roster of stars saying, you know what, let me be the unofficial face of the crazies, the crazy eights, the crazy ones. Heaven forbid we may even get a Kobe 2, whatever the hell they're going to call that, maybe the craziest one. But, like, do you see somebody wanting to take that mantelpiece on? Because I think that would maybe usher in a new generation appreciating these shoes. Because right now, yeah, Kobe is everything for a lot of people. But I don't think they have the same visibility if they would, if, let's say, a young star from the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think hopefully Jalen Williams, the good one, is actually they're both very good, is an Adidas athlete. If they became the face of the group, I think that would go a long way in terms of establishing a credential to this. Well, I think Jalen Green would probably be the person to do it from the Rockets just because his style, kind of outlandish there. Um, I mean, he just needs to 
being being my team, I'll be heavily criticizing, but he just needs to be better and, and really take the team on his back for it to make sense for them to go say, hey, you be the next crazy athlete, you know, you know, the leader of this, be, lead this pack of shoes because I think it would make sense for him because he's explosive, super young. He's, you know, one of the guys who's really into the, the fashion. So it makes sense all the way around because the only person I would think it would make sense for has his own shoe and that's James Harden and God knows what he's even doing right now uh, when it comes to even playing next year. So I think uh, Jalen Green would probably be a solid choice along with some other young athletes to really take the lead on this line. I think you're talking about future Shanghai Shark, James Harden. And you know what, listeners, I just want to say this. I think from a big San Antonio Spurs fan like Mike is to commemorate the crazy line with Jalen Green, I think that's really mature of you, Mike. So thank you again for being the adult in the room. I hate the Spurs. <laughs> Mike loves the Spurs. I mean, so, and the question is who could? Um, I had to Google his name because in my brain it was just tall white guy from Utah, which is a lot of the state of Utah. Um, Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler? Yeah. I mean, there's Adidas uh, grassroots program. I mean, NIL, whatever. The line is so blurred. Their ability to sign a lot of young players to their brand, like just onto the roster without SIG shoes, um, I think is very powerful. And he's the first person I thought of. Um, you know, this is really like kind of going out there but uh evan mobley he's adidas athlete which i i, I think could wear i mean he is polarizing people love him people hate him but i mean he could here's a real crazy thing obviously this is not any news this isn't verified by anybody but like if cooper flag signed with adidas right um i could see somebody like him really this it could be some cool internet stuff because uh, there's, there's a lot of the NIL stuff and the young players are getting bigger and bigger online. Like five years ago, big basketball heads knew who, you know, the top kids in the basketball world were, but now it's just like, it's everywhere. There's an overtime or there's a, there's highlights of everything everywhere. So yep. True. that could be fun. One other thing as well, Robbie, uh, this kind of popped in my head because we are still kind of talking about Kobe. Did you guys also see the news that I believe the University of Kentucky will be the first Kobe-branded Nike school? So now mm -hmm. we're starting to see that also kind of go in. And I think, I guess, over under five and a half years before we see the first athlete get his or her signature shoe before they even commit to a college at this rate or if they're in college. Because if a Caitlin Clark type player comes down the line, let's say in the next five to ten years, I would not be shocked if she gets her own SIG when she's still in the NCAA. That's crazy to even think of. I, I'm going to say over. Because I feel like there's so many, so many more logistics to figure out there. But I don't think it's far-fetched. I mean, it, it can happen. I, I think it's just going to be over the five-year mark, though, because they're still trying to figure out this NIL deal to like perfect it. But it can be, it can be a thing. I'm going to say under, because that shmoney talks, baby. Um, and I think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the more and more we get older and start sounding like old men yelling at the sky about kids liking X, Y, and Z and us not getting it, I mean, we might not get it, but I mean, this isn't the exact thing, but Scoot Henderson having a Scoot PE of a Puma shoe that you could go buy on Puma.com. Now you can go buy the Puma. It's a Nitro. No, it's not a Nitro. It's a Clyde. Clyde Court. It's 
Yeah, it's something like that. But you could you could have bought it when he was still in the G League or developmental league. So that's, that's that's crazy, and I think also very very cool. Less than five years for sure. Thank you for bringing that up, bro. It. Um, so we also have here just speaking of shoes and Rowett also bringing up the Kentucky being uh Kobe shoe. Um, LeBron has, and his logo in particular has been on a, um, two or three historically black college university jerseys and and to the, yeah, there's like two or three release colorways too of these colleges. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that's definitely going to be the way like there's going to be a Curry brand sponsored Notre Dame basketball team in five years. Watch. Um, so I bring up LeBron because we've now seen a lot of photos of the LeBron 21 row it. You're a fan of the LeBron 20. Uh, so I'll kick it off to you first. How do you feel about the LeBron 21? I think it seems to be a directional shoe, And it's always one of those things. Now, whenever I think about Nike basketball, I can't even think about the shoe as it's releasing today because inevitably it's a term that we utilize a lot with Nike design and other design as well, which is the triad. And now that's how I view shoes. It's not necessarily about the first shoe other than the fact that it's a table setter. And the second shoe is also going to be a table setter. And the third shoe will be that culmination of an idea. If I try to evaluate the 21 on its own, I think it looks good. I think it borrows obviously from the low cut nature of the 20, but I'm also interested to see more colorways because that purple colorway, I know that's a royal color. I know there's a lot of iconic shoes in the LeBron universe that don that royal purple, but that doesn't necessarily hit for me. So I'm going to take the wait and see approach. Mike, how about you? Initially, I'm a fan from what I saw so far. So I'm kind of in the same school of thought as you, Roy, where I like what I saw so far. The purple colorway, I like it. I don't think I need that color. I was more interested in the white and gold color that he had when he was doing his training. That one was really cool, kind of that pearl finish on it. That was really nice. Um, I saw a cross section of the shoe. Someone, I guess, has it and cut it open already. And it looks like there is a zoom turbo on the forefoot, uh, a very high like raised shank plate, so you're going to get more, I guess, torsion control. And supposedly, I don't take my word on this, but supposedly is supposed to be considered the biggest zoom bag they put in the heel of a LeBron so far. Um, only thing I am missing on that is what they're doing to KD, and I think I, I love that as a zoom strobel. I wish everything had a zoom strobel in it. That would just make a lot of difference. I don't know if it's just a LeBron preference, but I'm very interested in this shoe. Um, technical, like For technical reasons, I think it looks great. Uh, reminds me of a, almost like a Kobe 4 and that LeBron 20 kind of they had a baby on steroids. So very interesting to look, waiting for some more colorways because this initial one, I don't have to have this purple. So there's also this red one. There's the gold one. Um, I like it. Bringing up the triad of design, I think, is important because this is definitely a more slimmed down looking version of the LeBron 20. Obviously, the heel is a little Kyrie-ish, right? The really accented detailed plastic heel clip on the back but just the slope of the of the forefoot and the toe box is a much more refined looking 20 i still want a pair of lebron 20s but they're not going down as fast as i would have liked them to even as we get images of the next lebron that's insane to me um they're good uh especially with the knowledge of more and more kobe shoes coming out I historically have bought until the 20 
I have almost every one of LeBron shoes up until the 20 in the closet now. And it's like, I don't see myself doing that anymore and not in a bad way. Like the design's bad, but just like I could look at my, look myself in the mirror and be like, you haven't worn that LeBron 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 or 19 in years. So like, what's the point of buying a, t a 21? Um, the embossed raised swoosh, I don't like that either. But knowing Nike, that's not going to be the end-all be-all of how they execute a swoosh on a LeBron shoe. They're always playing with different materials, overlays, engravings. He gets all the nine, um, all the nines. Uh, but just, it's a cool-looking shoe. I want to see Anthony Davis playing it. I want to see LeBron James playing it. Like, my two favorite players in the league wear it. So it's like, they're cool shoes. But like, Robbie the Consumer who can't justify wearing the last 10 LeBrons in public, like, I'm not going to buy the 21. But it's very cool. <laughs> but see, I think I'll disagree with you in the sense that I do think the 20 and the 21 are a little bit more fashion-friendly, like Mike had kind of posed earlier in the episode, where I don't feel as uncomfortable wearing them out and about in the streets as I would, to your point, anything with a battle knit. Because that, in my mind, kind of characterizes that era prior to this one of the LeBron footwear, where... It was truly the tumbler in terms of Batman, Batmobile technologies for your feet. Like, you were ready yeah. to go to war for those shoes. Those shoes were built for war. They look haggard. They look rugged. They look like they are about to put up a shift on anybody that wants to guard you. And these shoes feel light. They Not only that, I feel the colorways have been a little bit even lighter in terms of the themes. Like, there isn't as war-heavy of the motifs or the imagery or even the language in referencing, of referencing the product. So definitely something to consider. I do think this is going to kind of usher in his 4.56 from a Kobe perspective because I haven't seen the LeBron 22, but I would make the argument that if we're using the 20 and the 21 as a precursor, that's going to have Kobe 6 vibes, whatever that may be until – and we won't even see it for another year. Yeah. yeah. Um also, kids, don't smoke the Zaza because uh, that Nano X3 I had in my hand that I showed during Rockin' and Coppin', the other one's on my foot, like I said, and the, the one I had in my hand is, like, gone. And I really cannot. <laughs> Your cat stole it, bro. <laughs> I do not know. I mean, she is strong enough to take to drag a pair of shoes by the shoelaces. I've seen her do it. But, um, wow, this is fucking weird. Like, I had the shoe in my hand. And, and like, sometimes I'll throw them off camera. Oh, I did. It, it bounced four times. <laughs> okay. I was like, man, the one of them's on my foot. And, and anywho. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of on foot and kind of disappearing and then coming back again, what do you guys make of the news of Jordan Brand signing a couple of athletes that aren't necessarily in the world of basketball with both Aaron Judge and Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts, I thought he was already signed to Jordan Brand, honestly. I had no idea he wasn't signed already. So that was, I was like, did I read an old post? But I didn't know he was a basically just a free agent until then. Uh, Aaron Judge, I feel like this is the worst time to announce this Jordan Brand signing since the Yankees are actual hot garbage. Uh, Should have waited till next season at some point because literally I saw that I was like, I already hate the Yankees, I hate Aaron Judge, and this kind of made me giggle because I'm like it makes no difference because no baseball player is making a difference in the Jordan Brand line, and that was my rant. So, Mike, you being the noted baseball guy, no, although I, I take that back, Robbie is a big Mariners fan, so apologies, Robbie. Um, would it have moved the needle had they signed Shohei Otani? One million percent. And it still wouldn't be a big, it would be still dropping a bucket, but it would have made a way more of a difference because Shohei is the best player in baseball right now. 
and that's me becoming an Astros fan who are in the same division as the Angels, I will give Shohei the all the flowers because he does literally everything. And Aaron Judge is just a big man child who can't drag his team out of the gutter. You can't tell I hate the Yankees if I didn't say that again. So, I mean, obviously the, the, the record not being great doesn't help, but you have to have big, I mean, Jordan Brand's been in the business of diversification for the last decade, um, really pushing it, right? It's interesting to think how uh, Derek Jeter and like Roy Jones Jr., right, boxing was like the first frontier. And now I see Jordan NASCAR, the, the number three, I don't know if it's the number three, but a black cement Jordan three NASCAR. I think it's Kurt Busch. No, I don't yeah, know NASCAR. Well I know there is a Jordan brand athlete with it. Bubba Wallace has the, has a Jordan brand car. And I think it is Kurt Busch who just did the skyline car at Chicago road race. I think. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's also one of those things that that may also be tied to the fact that MJ is a big racing fan. Like he loves race cars. And I'm wondering if that's part of that North Carolina history, because I know North Carolina is a state also has some firmly entrenched roots in old bootlegging slash auto racing. So I get that now, but to your point around Derek Jeter, the last thing I can think of a non-basketball sense is that Derek Jeter tip of the hat campaign. When he retired, I haven't seen anything from Jordan brand in terms of, showing an awareness let alone an interest in any non-basketball athlete and to also kind of bring up the boxing sense i believe andre ward who at the time was considered one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world was also jordan affiliated but it's never been the same other than maybe a quick brief cameo in other jordan related advertisements yeah i mean you're right and not tying it to a person but i think the golf stuff they're doing tons of partnerships and collabs with like you know black owned golf i don't know if it's companies or groups yeah. you know they're they're showing that any that golf isn't just for one type of person but well, to go back to the aaron judge thing i don't care about aaron judge wearing jordans like he does nothing for me period jalen hurts on the other hand if you follow jalen hurts he's a very fashionable like mm -hmm. sleek that's a weird thing to say about another man but like he's he, smooth. yeah smooth. Bro, he's just like, he's got that like suave. Yeah, he's got that like suave, like, I'm a fucking quarterback of the Eagles. Like, this is my fit. Like, a lot of swagger, as a lot of NFL players do, it's a lot of like quiet swagger to Jalen Hurts. So I, I would love, love, love to see Jordan Brand push, not like a, nobody gives a crap about a signature cleat, but like highlight him in the marketing campaigns, highlight him and a lot of stuff because i think he's i mean patrick mahomes is obviously that guy josh allen is that guy but jalen hurts isn't not that guy so this yeah. year's going to be a really big one for him to see if that crazy success from last year was a fluke or not or if the trajectory is still going up if it's plateauing great move great signing at this time for a great guy I'm not even an Eagles fan, but I am a Jalen Hurts fan, so well, obviously. So I'm a Chiefs fan, but I love Jalen Hurts. He's probably yeah. my second favorite quarterback in the league. And it's to your point, Robbie, about not only does he carry himself with a certain swagger, a smoothness that we don't necessarily associate with quarterbacks because at times they tend to be very robotic and be like, okay, hmm. I'm about to go to Disneyland. I'm a pocket passer. 
he breaks conventions and it's something that's very unique about him because when you watch him, especially in college, there was just an intangible quality that he had that yeah. if nothing else lets you know that he's going to be a successful quarterback. He may not beat you with his arm. He beats you with his legs, but more importantly, he beats you with his mind. And yeah. I will always ride or die for Jalen Hurts because he could have very easily won that Super Bowl and I would have been a sad, sad boy. <laughs> yeah. One thing I thought of, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but what makes the difference with these two signings, not if you, if you take the players out of the equation, sign someone who can you can actually go buy a Jordan brand, Jordan one football cleat, a Jordan six football cleat, a Jordan eleven football cleat. I don't think they're making the football. Uh, I'm sorry, the um, the baseball spikes in you know, the actual Jordan eleven that they're all wearing. Like CC Sebathia, he's out there wearing your Jordan eleven cleats on the mound. I don't think you can go buy those, right? If I'm not mistaken, they don't have those for a sale for just a general consumer. So if I want to go play, play baseball as a high school or a college player, have that swag on the field, I can't go do that. They will get a custom makeup, correct? I believe so. But then I think that goes into something deeper, which is how do you solve baseball? Because I think outside baseball, of a couple of yeah. diehards, I don't think it's a, I don't want to say it's not relevant because there's, it's still a time honored tradition. It truly is a past time of the boring, country. Though. But like, I don't, and it's also a question of, how does a young baseball fan get into it if they live in a non-traditional baseball mm-hmm. market? Like, I get that kids from Boston, New York, St. Louis, and hell, maybe even Seattle to a degree are always going to ride or die for their local teams. But if I'm not living in one of those states, what about baseball captivates me the same way that basketball does, that football does, that hell, even global football does? Because I think right now, a global football player may have a better cultural awareness and Q rating than a baseball player might in, in America, oh, yeah. which is saying something. Yeah, you saw what Messi did when he got here. That's not Jordan brand related, but you saw what he did by himself moving to Miami. He literally changed the landscape of of global football, soccer, and just that. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll go ahead and, and wrap on that. Mike, you brought up a fantastic question, and I looked. There are Jordan brand baseball cleats you can buy. They are all Jordan 1s. All of this Jordan 1s, so are, which isn't cleats. bad. Okay. Yeah, but there there are Dick's selling them. Dick's Sporting Goods sells everything like that. But <laughs> on that note, listeners, do you care about Aaron Judge signing with baseball? And signing with signing with baseball, signing with Jordan Brand. Um, what about Jalen Hurts? Do you like the Kobe stuff without Kobe's name on it? Is the LeBron twenty one a good step up from the LeBron twenty? These are the answers that you know and only you can tell us. So leave a review. Drop in, join the Discord, come and just have fun and join the conversation. I've been Robbie. He's Mike. He's also Rowett. This has been Sneaker History. Make sure you're following on all major platforms, listening on all major platforms. And thanks so much for tuning in with us. Have a great rest of your day. Peace, everybody. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.